Listen to one of this year's top true crime podcasts. Unknown Subject, Season 3 of WTOP's American Nightmare podcast is out now on all podcast platforms. ...are suddenly banned from Twitter. We'll go live to CNET editor-at-large Ian Schur. That's at 1010. Asian markets are lower after a brutal day on Wall Street with losses of 3.5%. The Caps are battling the Dallas Stars tonight. It's 10 o'clock. This is CBS News on the Hour, sponsored by Rocket Mortgage. I'm Jennifer Kuyper in Chicago. Breaking news, the U.S. Senate passes and sends to President Biden a bill funding the government through December 23rd, averting a partial shutdown and giving lawmakers more time to work on a full-year spending plan. A big slide on Wall Street as the Nasdaq closed down over 3%, and the Dow and S&P 500 lost over 2%. CBS News business analyst Jill Schlesinger. Overall, the same concerns that have plagued stock markets continue to plague stock markets. That is that because the Federal Reserve started raising interest rates too late, it had to play catch-up. And that catch-up is pushing interest rates so high that it could choke off economic growth and not just quell inflation, but could potentially drag down the economy into a recession in the process. The White House again offers free COVID tests as cases surge nationwide. COVID response coordinator Dr. Ajish Shah. Today we're opening up COVIDtest.gov for a limited time this winter to give Americans another easy option to access testing when there is a greater need as there is right now. Winter weather is causing different problems in different parts of the country. CBS's Tom Foti. In the northern plains, there is plenty of snow to shovel, while some southern states assess damage after more than 20 very undecember-like and deadly storms. I've never been inside of a tornado before. I'm looking at wood buildings all in the same spin. Like it's spinning with me, and then it gets slung me out. There were more than 20 recorded tornadoes from East Texas to the Florida Panhandle. Twisters in Louisiana are blamed for three deaths. Tom Fody, CBS News, Washington. Three men are sentenced in connection with the plot to kidnap Michigan Governor Gretchen Whitmer, WWJ's John Hewitt. Ahead of his sentencing to no less than 10 years in prison, defendant Joe Morrison apologized in open court. A semi-sincere apology to the governor. Also sentenced were fellow Wolverine Watchmen militia members Pete Musico and Paul Bellar. John Hewitt for CBS News, Detroit. Five Louisiana law enforcement officers have been charged with state crimes for their roles in the deadly 2019 arrest of Ronald Green. The charges handed up by a grand jury range from negligent homicide to malfeasance. A former Fort Worth, Texas police officer is found guilty of shooting Atatiana Jefferson through the rear window of her home in 2019, killing her. Tarrant County District Judge George Gallagher. Verdict reads, we the jury find the defendant Aaron, De- Aaron York Dean guilty of the offense of manslaughter as signed and signed by the presiding juror. Dean shot the 28-year-old black woman while responding to a call about an open front door. He faces up to 20 years in prison. This is CBS News. Presented by Rocket Mortgage. Whether you're looking to purchase a new home or refinance yours, Rocket Mortgage can help you get there. For home loan solutions that fit your life, Rocket can. 1003 here on WTOP. Thursday night, it's December 15th, 2022. Tyson's of 48 and dropping to the middle 30s later. Good evening, 
I'm Dimitri Sotis with the top local stories we're following this hour. And this is new tonight. A pregnant woman whose body was found inside a Silver Spring apartment is identified. She was 26-year-old Denise Middleton. And Montgomery County Police believe she was killed sometime in October, more than a month before her body was found. Middleton's body was discovered while police were serving a search warrant in the shooting death of a convenience store clerk a week ago. The cops searched 31-year-old Tori Moore's home. He's accused of shooting and killing the clerk during an argument, and now he's charged with first-degree murder for Middleton's death. She had been shot several times. Investigators say it's believed Moore was living in that apartment alongside Middleton's body. The chief medical examiner says the fetus, a boy, would have lived if he'd been delivered at the time of his mother's death. So Moore is also charged with first-degree murder for the death of a viable fetus. 10.04. Those of us in Virginia could be seeing more tax cuts. Governor Glenn Youngkin made his pitch today for additional budget amendments that include a billion dollars in tax breaks. Youngkin says the state can afford it, even with a recession looming. Overtaxation of Virginians, buckets of federal money poured into Virginia during the pandemic, and yes, strong management practices have left us flush with cash. The governor presenting his budget amendments with split control. He'll need Democratic support to get them passed. He also wants to increase spending by $2.6 billion with money going towards reversing COVID learning loss, raises for police, and a massive investment in overhauling the state's behavioral health services. In order for our great commonwealth to accelerate, we must work together. Lawmakers will tackle his proposals when the assembly comes back in session in January. Shana Stulen, WTOP News. Meantime, in Maryland, Governor Larry Hogan is making preliminary budget recommendations to Governor-elect Wes Moore. At a time when the state has a big budget surplus, Maryland has roughly $2.5 billion in budget surplus. Then it's got $3 billion in its rainy day fund. Moore is going to turn over his budget plan to the General Assembly January 20th, two days after he takes office. 10.05 now. From rats in buildings to mold in units, a recent HUD report came down hard on D.C.'s Public Housing Authority for conditions at its properties. Next Tuesday, the D.C. Council is expected to vote on a couple pieces of legislation aimed at addressing the issues in the report. And ahead of those votes, a group that has advocated for public housing reform in D.C. is weighing in on what's been presented. The emergency legislation backed by D.C. Council Chair Phil Mendelson and Mayor Muriel Bowser already saw its vote delayed until next week due to concerns it wouldn't pass. And Daniel Del Pilago with Empower D.C. says one reason for the hesitation is... This really does nothing to fix some of the, the very real issues that exist right now and today. He says rushing through an emergency measure and doing away with the current Housing Authority's board would be the wrong approach, and that he more supports a bill by council members Alyssa Silverman and Brooke Pinto, which he says makes room for more community input. Also, he says with some changes on the horizon, he does realize. This is a long fight. You know, this is not going to end with this, and and I think that's what residents have resolved. Read more at WTOP.com. Mike Marillo, WTOP News. Responding to the comments, the mayor's office says the administration believes the board needs a reset to better serve its residents and the agency's mission. And Carl Racine, the attorney general, he's been saying that, too. He says the council should cut back on Bowser's ability to appoint a majority of the Housing Authority's Board of Commissioners. Coming up here after traffic and weather, there's breaking news as Elon Musk again makes a move by banning several prominent journalists from their Twitter accounts. We'll try to dig into what the heck is going on here. 
with Ian Schur. He is with CNET, joining us live next on WTOP. Finding great candidates to hire can be like, well, trying to find a needle in a haystack, but not with ZipRecruiter. Its powerful technology actively finds and invites qualified candidates to apply to your job. So while other companies might deliver a lot of hay, ZipRecruiter finds you the needle in the haystack. See why four out of five employers who post a job on ZipRecruiter get a quality candidate within the first day. Try ZipRecruiter for free at ZipRecruiter.com slash free. That's ZipRecruiter.com slash free. Hi, I'm Jeff Dick, Chairman and CEO of Main Street Bank, here to talk to you about relationship banking. For business owners, it's a serious matter. A good relationship with your banker, your accountant, and your attorney is critical. Knowing your banker will be there for you in good times and in not-so-good times makes all the difference in the world. Visit mstreetbank.com. Main Street Bank. We bank where you breathe. Main Street Bank. Member FDIC. For more than 75 years, University of Maryland Global Campus has given working adults like you the opportunity to build your next success. Choose from more than 125 degree and certificate programs in career-relevant fields like business, healthcare, data analytics, cybersecurity, and more. Plus, we offer 100% online and hybrid courses, personalized advising, and lifetime career services. Learn more at umgc.edu. Certified to operate by Chef. 1008. Michael and Son's heating tune-up for only $69. Michael and Son. Traffic and weather on the 8s and when it breaks. And we're getting back to Rich Hunter in the traffic center. All right, traveling north and on the Baltimore-Washington Parkway, just north of Route 30 to the crash along the left side. U.S. Park Police on scene waiting on a, a, for a tow truck. Uh, so, again, with caution, get by single file to right southbound side of the parkway. Not affected. All lanes open. Headed down toward the Beltway and Greenbelt and even inside the Beltway. Headed toward the district. You're in good shape. They're with the crash on the inner loop of the Beltway just before you get down to Route 4 Pennsylvania Avenue. Initially, they did have the two left lanes blocked. They may have moved everything to the shoulder. Now, pace appears to be picking up there, uh, despite the wet weather, so just use caution. Uh, Virginia's side, 66 West from Roslyn through Haymarket. You're in good shape. Again, because of the wet weather, there's probably not going to be a whole lot of road work out there, but we're keeping an eye on it nonetheless. Did have some weather-related closures in Virginia. Lawyers Road east of Hunter Mill Road. That was shut down each way due to flooding, as is Old Courthouse Road near Bestley Road. In Vienna, Burke Lake Road and Fairfax Station between 123 and Kilkenny Lane. That has been closed for several hours as well, as has uh, Shreve Mill Road uh, between Sicklin Road and the Dulles Greenway. That also closed due to flooding. Looking for a new car? The wait is over. Fitzgerald Automall has hundreds of new and used cars to choose from. Visit Fitzmall.com. Transparency you can trust. Rich Hunter, WTIP Traffic. Storm Team 4's Amelia Draper. Showers will taper off overnight tonight with cloudy skies and temperatures in the upper 30s to mid-40s. For tomorrow, we'll have increasing sunshine and breezy winds on your Friday. Highs in the mid to upper 40s. For the weekend, plenty of sun. 45 for a high on Saturday. 40 on Sunday with a bit of a breeze. I'm Storm Team 4 meteorologist Amelia Draper. DuPont Circle at 48. Germantown is at 41. Chantilly, 40 degrees. Maybe some of us hanging around 35, but it's not supposed to be at freezing, so a re- refreeze is not expected across much of our region. We're brought to you by Long Fence. Save 15% on Long Fence decks, pavers, and fences. Go to longfence.com today and schedule your free in-home estimate. 1010 on WTOP. 
breaking news on WTOP. Twitter, under the ownership of Elon Musk, has banned the accounts of multiple journalists covering the tech industry and has done so without explanation. Accounts belonging to CNN's Donny Sullivan, it is Donny O'Sullivan, also the New York Times' Ryan Mack, and the Washington Post's Drew Harwell and several other tech journalists were all abruptly suspended. The Post reporter is telling CNN, Elon says he is a free speech champion and he's banning journalists for exercising free speech. I think that calls into question his commitment. The suspensions came after Twitter shut down an account belonging to Mastodon, an emerging competitor, and then some of these reporters tweeted about that. Well, CNN is out with a statement tonight saying what it calls the impulsive and unjustified suspension of a number of reporters is concerning but not surprising. And CNN also says it may have to reevaluate its relationship with Twitter. Let's go live tonight on Skype to CNET editor-at-large, Ian Schur. I put so much on the table there, Ian, so many threads to pull on here. But when we start seeing journalists banned from Twitter, is is this a new chapter in uh, what some believe is a, a very troubling saga for Twitter? I mean, it certainly feels like that as a journalist, right? Uh, I, I think when we become the story, it's always a little fraught. But the reality is that journalists represent, especially in the United States, kind of these uh, these real champions of the First Amendment. And while the First Amendment is not really a conversation here, right? Private businesses can do whatever they want. Elon Musk took over Twitter as a uh, real supporter of free speech. He calls himself a free speech absolutist. And initially, he wanted to lower the guardrails of uh, of moderation that were happening there. What immediately started to happen was we saw an uptick in hate speech and harassment campaigns and whatnot. And there were a lot of people who worried, look, you know, this there's a reason why there are guardrails in place in the first place. Well, now he's reestablishing guardrails, but instead of doing it around this hate and harassment, he's doing it around journalists who make him feel uncomfortable and, and un, unhappy about his day. Now, you know, sometimes th- there's no rational explanation for things, but what can you tell us about this uh, student-made bot called At Elon Jet that tracks the location of Elon Musk's private jet? That seems to be involved in all of this somehow. Yes. So part of what's going on here is that um, there is uh, government data that is publicly accessible by all of us about all the airplanes in the sky. It is delayed as far as I understand, but you can find out the information about any airplane going anywhere. And part of the thing is that uh, this person, uh, the student, really geniusly decided to take uh, the tail numbers, right, the information of every one of the jets of, uh, you know, from the government that he could find, from uh, celebrities, from tech uh, CEOs and whatnot, even, by the way, oligarchs of the Russian uh, Russian org, oligarchs, and gay, started creating a real-time tracker of where these people were flying at all times. And Elon Musk says that he, he's apparently always found this very uncomfortable, um, and he feels like it's called doxing of him, which is Internet speak for basically sharing private information in an effort to harass people. But part of the reason the student did this is that he said, look, you know, these are some of the most powerful people in the world. We have a right to know what they're doing. And by the way, he was tracking the carbon emissions of all of these jets as they were moving around. And so as the uh, reporters tonight tweeted about all this, the Elon jet situation, whether that account has been uh, uh, suspended and so forth, that seemed to be enough 
to uh, to get them suspended. Uh, back to kind of the main point that you were making about where we are with free speech, who gets to speak, who doesn't get to speak. Where is all this headed? Could it be that major news organizations like CNN say, you know what, we're done with Twitter? Well, uh, it's worth noting that at least a couple of news organizations have already come out with statements, I believe CNN did, where they said, we are going to reevaluate the way we approach Twitter. And uh, it's, by the way, not just, you know, journalists who use Twitter and give it content, right? <laughs> a lot of what happens on Twitter is a reaction to the work I and many other people do. But on top of that, there are advertisements that journalists put out there, right? The, 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 the publication semaphore that just started up. They have been uh, sending a lot of advertisements through Twitter. So I, I think it's going to be very interesting to see what ends up happening here. And ultimately, right, there, there's there's this clash going on between the very powerful people in Silicon Valley who have dis despised journalists for a long time for making them look bad and the journalists who are saying, look, it's our job to hold everybody accountable. Appreciate the update, Ian. We'll keep watching and, of course, keep talking to you. Thank you very much. Thank you. Seeing that editor-at-large, Ian Schur, as Twitter tonight, without any warning or real explanation, has banned several journalists. We'll keep watching that as well. Sports at 15 and 45, powered by Red River. Technology decisions aren't black and white. Think red. Next, we're headed to Rob Woodfork. All right, the uh, Capitals wish that Jake Ottinger got banned uh, from Capital One Arena. Their longest win streak of the season ends at five games after a 2-1 loss to the Dallas Stars, in which the uh, Dallas netminder made 45 saves against TJ Oshie and company. He played really big. I thought uh, we could have done a better job maybe getting in front of him a little bit more, but he's a big man there, and he played an awesome game. Tough to score on. I had a couple looks at him, and uh, and he was right on the money. So when you run into goalies like that, your defense has to step up and try to close them out, and hopefully one's enough tonight. It wasn't. Yeah, it's never enough for the Capitals this season. They're now 0-12-3 when they score two or fewer goals. Alex Ovechkin has to wait at least another game to tie Gordy Howe for the second most on the all-time goals list. Thursday night football in Seattle. It is all 49ers, 21-6 in the third quarter. Brock Purdy with a pair of long touchdowns to George Kittle. Uh, his latest, a 54-yarder in which he just kind of uh, went globetrotters all over the uh, Seahawks secondary. This is a positive development for Washington fans as uh, the Seahawks are uh, one of their nearest competitors for the uh, race for an NFC wildcard spot. Rob Woodfork, WTOP Sports. And the stories we're tracking for you on WTOP this hour. The U.S. Senate has voted on a spending bill to avoid a government shutdown. It keeps things running until just before Christmas. The final vote was 71 to 19. Experts and D.C. leaders got together today to discuss the city's new plan for reducing gun violence. And the Biden administration is being blocked from getting rid of the Trump-era Remain in Mexico program. A federal judge has put White House efforts on hold. CNN says the controversial policy sends certain non-Mexican citizens who came into the U.S back to Mexico instead of detaining them. Stay with us here on WTOP for more about all these stories in minutes. Traffic and weather on the 8th and when it breaks with Rich Hunter in the WTOP Traffic Center. All right, authorities were wrapping up a crash on northbound Baltimore-Washington Parkway, north of 32, but it looks like for now they still have the left lane blocked. It was a vehicle that went off the road into the median. Uh, southbound, the lanes are open, but it was drawing some attention, so there were some delays each way and northbound. You're getting by single file to the right. Uh, ongoing crash cleanup and investigation continue westbound 100. All traffic still being diverted to go south on I-97.
as a result of that activity crash, which occurred just to the west of the interchange with I-97. Again, so you still cannot continue through. Eastbound traffic's been getting by all along. Southbound I-97, just before you get to BNA Boulevard, that crash moved quickly to the shoulder. All lanes are open. A similar situation, interloop of the Bellway approaching Pennsylvania Avenue. That crash moved to the left shoulder. All lanes are open now there as well. And again, the warning for folks who are traveling tonight, they are doing an opening of the Woodrow Wilson Bridge at 11 p.m. for a large vessel to go underneath the bridge. Those usually take about 20 to 25 minutes, so plan ahead for slowed or stopped traffic headed toward the Wilson Bridge in the uh, area of 11 o'clock tonight, so be careful. Virginia side, the interstate's in good shape, uh, 395-95-66. As of late, no issues reported in either direction along the George Washington Parkway. Rich Hunter, WTOP Traffic. Storm Team 4's Amelia Draper. The good news, no worries of a refreeze overnight tonight with temperatures staying above 32. The bad news, still dealing with rainy, wet conditions across the area. Showers taper off very late tonight into early tomorrow morning, and then throughout the day we'll have Increasing sunshine, breezy winds, and highs for your Friday in the mid to upper 40s. Mostly to partly sunny on Saturday, plenty of sun on Sunday, still a bit of a breeze throughout the weekend with highs in the low to mid 40s on Saturday and near 40 on Sunday. I'm Storm Team 4 meteorologist Amelia Draper. We are not rain-free from what I can see on Storm Team 4 radar. It's not heavy rain, but uh, in most places inside the Beltway, parts of southern Maryland, and then through Montgomery County, Howard County, a bit of Frederick County, and points north, uh, we're still getting some rain in our region. Tonight at Fort Belvoir, it's 40. Foggy Bottom, 48. And Silver Spring, 48. Some of us down to about 35. We're brought to you by New Look Home Design, the roofing experts. Call 800 279 5300. What is Virginia's governor saying about any plans he may have to run for president? The story ahead. Shopping for a new appliance? You better shop fast. Price increases are hitting select items on January 2nd. Hurry to Bray and Scarf and beat the increases now with year-end savings throughout the store with next-day and two-day delivery on in-stock bestsellers. Don't wait. Save big with double rebates on select GE Profile and Cafe Packages. And get free basic installation on select monogram built-in refrigerators and pro ranges. All at the absolute lowest prices with Bray and Scarf's best price guarantee. Bray and Scarf is the area's number one local and independent appliance retailer. Our experts receive hours and hours of factory training. They're ready to answer all your questions and give you the personal attention you deserve. So shop now and save now. Beat the price increases at Bray and Scarf. Visit any of our convenient locations or shop online at BrayandScarf.com, where it doesn't cost more to get more. 1021. Do you have a heating and air emergency? If so, you need HAC 911. Call 301-939-0499 or visit our website, HAC911.com backslash DC for service 24 hours a day, 7 days a week. The chilly temperatures are setting in now and it's not even winter yet. Call HAC 911 before you're left out in the cold. Don't let your house turn into an ice box. Keep your home warm all season long with the heating and air experts from HAC 911. Our technicians are fast and reliable. So when you're faced with an emergency, you don't have to wait long for relief. Call 301-939-0499 or visit our website, hac911.com backslash DC. 
for service 24 hours a day, 7 days a week. HVAC 911 has D.C.'s most skilled and experienced contractor ready to service your furnace and air conditioning system. Call 301-939-0499 or visit us online at HVAC911.com backslash D.C. Brought to you by Steamfair's Local 602. This Christmas, start a new holiday tradition that your whole family will enjoy. Museum of the Bible is celebrating the sounds of Christmas. You'll hear live performances from Keith and Kristen Getty, Point of Grace, Mark Schultz, and renowned university ensembles. You'll also see Bells of Bethlehem, the first exhibition in the U.S. featuring six bells from the Church of the Nativity in Bethlehem. All this, plus family-friendly activities, crafts, and sweet treats every day. Get your tickets today at museumofthebible.org. This is WTOP News. 1023. Campaign 2024 on WTOP. Virginia's Republican Governor Glenn Youngkin is addressing speculation he might make a run for the White House within the next year. I'm not sure one has to make a decision. I think what I what I am really focused on is delivering for Virginians. And sometimes that's the decision that prevails. So right now, my commitment is to do the best job I can as governor of Virginia to deliver results and to make Virginia the best place to live, work, and raise a family. Youngkin made the comments during an interview with Fox News. When asked about former President Trump's 2024 announcement, Youngkin says he thinks voters may want to move on from the former president. Youngkin was endorsed by Donald Trump. Well, there's a new development tonight in Virginia's upcoming election to replace the late Congressman Donald McEachin. You may recall he died just last month from cancer, weeks after being re-elected to represent Virginia's 4th Congressional District. The special election to replace McEachin is set for February 21st. It means Democrats are scrambling for a new nominee. The hopefuls include State Senators Jennifer McClellan and Joseph Morrissey. Today, a third hopeful, State Delegate Lamont Bagby, said he's dropping out. He's endorsing McClellan. In a statement posted to Twitter, Bagby said McClellan is the only candidate fit to replace his late mentor. The Democratic primary is set for two days. Before Christmas. After years of planning and construction, Metro's Silver Line extension to Loudoun County finally opened last month. And now many people are wondering what the next major project for Metro could be. How about a Metro station in Georgetown? NBC4 transportation reporter Adam Tuss tells us here on WTOP that recent comments from WMATA GM Randy Clark seem to show there could be enough federal funding to get things started. What he's saying is this project, which will have a price tag in the billions, no doubt, and it's not going to be able to be done without any sort of federal funding. So the, the general manager is saying, let's get an alternative plan identified, and then we can go ahead and apply for federal funding and then take the next step from there. Tuss says additional federal funding could also help bring a metro station to National Harbor. 1025. It's Money News 25 and 55 with Larry Kofsky. This is a Bloomberg Money Minute. A punishing sell-off on Wall Street sends stocks to their lowest level in more than a month. Bad economic news and interest rate fears drove the market down. Dow Industrials tumbled 764. The S&P fell 100. The Nasdaq lost 360. Even as the Fed keeps pushing interest rates higher, mortgage rates keep falling. Freddie Mac's weekly average for 30-year fixed-rate loans is at 6.31%, the lowest since late September. United Airlines has an agreement in principle with the Teamsters on a new contract that would raise wages for 10,000 mechanics and other workers. The deal would also limit the amount of major maintenance work that United can send outside the U.S. Citigroup is giving employees a holiday break. Most are being allowed to work from anywhere for the final two weeks of 2022. The only limit is that they remain in their country of employment. 
From the Bloomberg Newsroom, I'm Larry Kofsky on WTOP. Asian markets mostly lower, except the Hang Seng in Hong Kong. It's up about 1%. Others, though, like Tokyo stocks, the Nikkei is down 1.5%. Still ahead on WTOP, you never know if it's going to be a reality until all the votes are in, and they are in tonight in the Senate. We appear to be avoiding a government shutdown tomorrow. Stay with us for all the details about that on WTOP. Ah, holiday get-together. So many things to look forward to. Pass the squash. I'm trying to eat more vegetables. No, actually, squash is fruit. It's a vegetable, like green beans. Well, beans are a legume. What are you, the vegetable police? Look.